Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. God bless you. This show is pre-recorded tonight. Let's lift up prayers for the pastor, Dr. Levert Kemp, for his speedy recovery because he's already healed in the blood of Christ Jesus. This is a pre-recording. God bless you and good evening. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Levert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Levert Kemp. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College at Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to each and everyone, and God bless you uh, from um, breaking chains. History talk every Tuesday. I pondered what to start our lesson off with, and uh, for African Americans, or just Africans, or those who are who are, are from the African dispersion, uh, there's a lot of things that we discussed, and we have been missed for slavery by white America. They say the Bible uh, uh, was built upon slavery and the Bible talks about slavery. And I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight, I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery and i'll go back into some other things with the origin of man and i'll talk about emancipation proclamation about the slavery uh in america and i talk about some genetics and i talk about uh there was uh, uh people of african um ancestry that was in in the americas maybe four thousand years before columbus ever said put here uh, not on solve because Columbus, although we have Columbus Day is October the 12th. Uh, Columbus never, we've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot uh, in America. Amen. It's important that we understand too that 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 that, that slavery is nothing but an act of the devil. Satan was put here by Satan himself. It is important that we understand those who are Christian, those who are students of your Bible, that you would understand that when God created earth, that the earth was born and without form, Satan would had already been kicked to the earth by by uh, had Michael to put Satan out of heaven. Satan was wandering around. That's why he was able to embody the serpent. What Satan, Satan was already on this earth, and it is Satan who orchestrated slavery. And I'm, I'm about, to, I am about to show you this 
biblically how Satan orchestrated slavery. And I'm going to tell you something about slavery. Amen. Uh, okay, now, uh, in the Bible, it talks about when God created mankind. It says, and that, that's in um, the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through 28. And it says, and it says, and then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over all the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in there, and everything, every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, now God told us, God said, I give you every seed of barren plant on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. Man later on became a flesh eater. But what's very important about this, he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything. He told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that creeped upon the earth. And so he so he creates man. Then they said that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it and the lord god commanded the man that the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it you shall certainly die that spiritual death in the sin now i'm going to take you over to the part where man the way Satan caused man to go into uh, the hatred and man to look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis. I'm going to go from Genesis 3, 15 through 19. It's, and I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you shall strike his heel to the woman he said i will make your pain and childbearing very severe with painful labor you will give birth to children your desires will be for your husband and he shall rule over you now here it comes to adam he said because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit of the tree about which I command you 
You must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. A curse now because you because you through painful toil you ate food from it. All the days of your life it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is what it came from. Satan calls man to have to fall, to work very, very hard. Satan called mankind to fall, and man had to work very hard. Man had to talk. Listen to what it said. It said, from the sweat of your brow. Now, he told him, you were, you were laying around now, but from the sweat of your brow, he said, through painful talk. I told him, say, through painful talk. He said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful talk, that means struggling and working hard, you will eat from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. And then he says, from the sweat of your brow, hard, hard work, you will eat your food. And then he says, from dust to hour, dust I shall return, that man would die physically. Now, listen, when I, when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was, until he listened at Satan, he would name the animal and all the tree. He just picked it enough for him to live off of. everything. He didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them, because I read to you earlier, every vegetable and fruit was for him. He was supposed to be, I, I, I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, Satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work. Man is lazy. Man didn't want to do the work, so man started getting involved in slavery. Now, it is important that we, we look at these things about mankind because throughout your Bible, you're going to find out that it's been said that, 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 that slavery was okay biblical. But slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told me some laws for them how to treat a person if that person was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want you want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90 Almost 99% of the people down there had some people through war and things like that who were, 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 were captured and ended up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves into servitude. Sometimes that they were talking about a uh, man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he was give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone, like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other places. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. 
that person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pick and, and things, so it was not real slavery. Now, in Genesis 14, chapter 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham uh, had like 318 men servants. And I listen to what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about Lot, had been taken captive, 318 trained men born in his house and went and pursued at first dad. He went and he, re- and he battled with them and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those 313 would have been counted as servants, but they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals to walking around the wilderness, you go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. There was, he took with him 318, well, 318, excuse me. They could have walked on about their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they use. 318 trained men born in his household. This circumcised them. And this is just 14 and 14. They lived, they ate, they worked. If they shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating gold or sheep. They shared in everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it, now listen at this, and I'm not going to tell you tomorrow. In Genesis 15, chapter, verse 2 and 3, it tells you that however it was really When Abraham, you remember he was Abram first, he didn't have any children, but now it was said that, it said that Abraham says, talking to God here in a vision, he says, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus. Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave of, of uh, well, a servant. He wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram. And he wasn't an Israelite. He was from Damascus. Now listen at what it say. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So the servant in my house will, is my heir. Mean everything that the 117 servants that worked for him would have been working for the servant Eliezer. Now, all this is, 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 is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat, whatever he had would have been for Eliezer. Now, I want you to do what you call, now listen at this. You you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery? In the Old Testament, in Exodus 21 and 16, listen at what this says. If anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession. Majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped 
from their homeland and brought over here. Us and make us believe they were sold on the uh, about war. Because this person in Africa could become a part of, part of, a, part of a tribe if they stayed there and worked and, and agreed to be, go to battle with their tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today. And, and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now, this said in Exodus 21 and 16, that that, that if you're sold, there was to be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim uh, has been sold, whether the victim has been sold, but still in the kidnapper's possession. That person was supposed to be killed. If they came there and they brought that person, those ship people bringing, that was bringing slaves over to America, biblically, they were to be killed. Now, I, I want us to, that if you think that's so, then Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now, listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some, after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. You ate good, but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything. And those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell, from from Satan. When God, when Satan caused man to fail, and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow. And you know, when he was earning from the sweat of his brow, and thorn and thistles he would bear, and when he had, had to really work, being slothful and lazy, other men and 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 enslave other men work. But the children of Israel, they were supposed to. They would only work them to pay off the debt, and then if they wanted to stay on, eating good. And they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter, in the 43rd verse, it says, you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, God said, you're not to beat him, you're not to rape him, you're not to do anything like that to them. Not what what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people trying to tell us that slavery was part of the Bible is a lie. You know, God looks at, and then if, if you want to find out, you say, well, that was everything, Pastor Kemp, well, Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was Old Testament. Well, 
know if then they say, well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave in the book of Philemon. It talks about a runaway slave and Paul told him to go back. Well, he owed that guy money that, that he was a uh, servant under. He was under servitude, you know. Uh, 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 they had different people. They had people that, that was in themselves in the slavery. There were some people that, that were uh, indentured servants and others that were there. Now, slave could, could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be there. But you still have to understand that after so long, on the day of Jubilee, they were supposed to set the slave free. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, say you should not rule over, talking about, about talking about your servant, ruthlessly, mean, or mean, be mean to them, beat them, and kill them. But you yeah, fear God. Now, listen to what Timothy is saying. You can look this up. This is a book of First Timothy, the first chapter in the tenth verse. The sexual immorality, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is sound doctrine. This that that Paul. Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Timothy, first and second Timothy, and, and Titus. This is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexual immorality, sexual immorality, men, homosexuality. Enslavers, those who enslave people, lies, whatever else is contrary to it's not it's against God's ordinance. It's time that we that, that we start studying our Bible. There's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God, God, God didn't will we be slaves. Now, God still do allow it because we, we have slavery now. Little girls being sold into slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. We have it all over the world still going on. Where, where they kidnap people from, from Asian countries and bring them up here by sheriff, them in. From working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen, or the men. That that's today. God pimping young girls and beat them and keep them making money and and servitude. That's a form of slavery. But the slavery in the Bible was totally different. The day. You get an opportunity. You could go to a Christian. What is it's, it's called? It's called Christian. It's called by 
uh, deal with Christian as a Christian Bible study group that discuss from them. You can look at this, give you all the information you need. ChristianQuestion.com. And, and it, it answers, you could ask questions and you could come up with, with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone said. And for, for, for centuries, we've been bombarded that blacks should be slaves and things like that. We've been bombarded. With, you know, the reason why I came up, I wanted this is because slavery was uh, into the emancipation in 1863 in America. But it, uh, but the import of slave, bringing in slave to America, it ended long before then. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But ne- nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, uh, so they we were taught, now, now this is crazy, we were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible. But I, 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 I'm a person that I just, excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study. I will study and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know, too, in America, America is, is, is just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible? And I'm, I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a, a, a person mindset because it's still, still carrying over right now. The effects of it is still mediating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because the majority of African-Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites. The majority of the whites came to Ellis Island. It's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the sisters of the Confederacy. They were, they taught their children all these racist things that, that, that we hear. And that's why one thing that you know, the children have been taught by elders about being uh, racist. And so long as that's going through and, and the children are, are being taught elders. And see, that's what we learn from. A child is not to, uh, not, not born to be a racist. A child is, that's a tough behavior. You know, that's a taught behavior. And, 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 and so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who have been trained in the art of white supremacy. Now, it's important that we understand, too, the difference in the slavery that I just came there where Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave, what not, so you wasn't supposed to beat the slave and 
or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a, a, selling a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa and brought here. You saw that on Roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages. And what's so bad about it today that we see, I oftentimes, often I, 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 on, 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 on this program, I use the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Where if you think about what's been said, it's, it's been taught to us that all we did, we sold our own people into slavery. But that's far from the truth. They were doing at first. They did. Some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did, but the majority of them were captured. The men would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey, and they could work them longer, and they were easy to, to train and learn a language, another language. But I want us to understand that when Blacks first came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came um, to uh, to America, the ship, uh, it came to Fort Summer, uh, April of 12, 18, uh, with that, what, 16, um, 1619. Excuse me, that, I mean, excuse me, it didn't come to Fort Summer, but the first slave came to America in, in, in 16, uh, 1919. But now we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many, many slaves that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that, um, the places that people came to America was 26% of the slaves came from the Congo. Mbongdu, the blight of Bifora, talking about the Igbo, the Tankers, or the Buai, or Bulos, that was 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes. Senegal, Bamba, the Mandika, you heard about Manduka water, Pule, and the Wolos. About 14% of the slaves came from there. From the Windward, or where they, they tell me the Gold Coast, Akan. Akan was 13.1%. The Windward Coast, Maddie and the Keys were 5%. Right of uh, Benai, Yoruba, Eva, the Fulani, 4.3%, which I am, I have some. Um, Yoruba, Igbo, uh, I have uh, some Mandinka and some others when I when I went through my heritage. But it's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the Americas were the percentage of it. And a lot of them came from the Congo and, uh, and, and Angola, because here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, Specifically in the Felicianas, around uh, where the uh, state of uh, maximum security prison is, the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana, because the plantation 
sit on 18,000 acres, and which is the prison now that sit on 18,000 acres. And uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now, it's important that we understand, too. Now, I told you earlier that in January the 1st, 1808, it was, eight, I said 1803, but excuse my mistake, that the U.S. official banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies. And it was all, it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now, again, now, at the slaves at Print Comfort were the first place where the slaves did come in, in Virginia, around Jamestown, and, and that was uh, 1619. Now, but just to go further, but because the slaves with that awful and, and, and African-Americans forefather because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand just just the hope that we face. Uh, they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle and they would keep them there for months, crowded where people had to stand up the whole time. And when they would take time to sit down, but they wasn't cleaning the place. You were standing in your own feces for months. Then you was loaded on a ship for a two to almost three month journey, chained to the bottom of woods, your bed sores, urinating and feces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard, the sick being thrown overboard because they couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you was you wasn't fed a good meal. The food they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating much, but they were working you from sun up to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped. You were burnt. You were lynched. But. This did, but for some reason today, they don't want this part tied in school today. The true history, the true history, just how low uh, the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about you look at how Rome is built though with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who do you think built Rome up the, the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back to the time of Adam and, and, and Eve, and I told you that when slave when 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 sin came into the world, Satan brought sin into the world and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it, those who could pay for it paid for those who had the strong arm, they did it. America was built on slavery. Over 250 years, right at 300 years, are nothing but being in servitude. Now, those are the, that's how long it was before Emancipation Proclamation, but it lasted even longer. It lasted 300 and something plus years because man started sharecropping. 
I didn't know. I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You work you from sunup to sundown in their field, the sugarcane cotton field. They got rich, and you was on there. You stayed on their land, and the only thing you did, you had the, the money that the little money you got. You bought from their stores, <laughs> and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy your own, buy you somewhere, somewhere to live and to move away. And I know how this goes because I've seen my people, my relatives, and I've seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money up when he went over in World War II. Now, it, it's very important for us to, to say uh, that I told you that in 1808 that you, the United States officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa. I mean, you couldn't bring slave ship with not the enter to the United States with, 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 with cargo of slaves. But the southern states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and, 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 and Tennessee, Arkansas, all these countries continue to, to want a slave because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to uh, uh, leave the Union, secede from the Union. And uh, since they wanted to secede from the Union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this, this is the lie that that was that 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 the war was wasn't started by slavery, but the war was. They say it was more than just slavery. It was state rights and the Western expansion. Well, the state rights consisted that the Southern states wanted to keep slaves, and that's why they wanted to pull out. So that 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 lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail, who didn't own anything, who came here. So they didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were a whole lot of them were alcoholics. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. So the... Civil War really started April the 12th, 1861. That was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired and on April the 12th. It was fired at Summer Springs, for Summer Springs. Okay, and they said it was 4 a.m. that the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer. Okay, that's the beginning. The southern uh, states left the Union in 1860. In April 12, 1861, was the start of the war. Now, it's important that we, that we, that we pick up on this. Now, Emancipation Proclamation actually happened. Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in 1883. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with. And um, 
they signed an emancipation proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth is not to see because the other states knew the war was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the 1st, 1863, and the U.S. Uh, approached its third year in a bloody civil war. In the third year of the war, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation that said that all persons here as slaves within uh, the rebellious states, meaning the South, are and henceforth shall be free. But now, here it is. The slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June 19th. 1865. So you look at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months that the slaves in Texas found out. Now, the history book tell us that, that some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas, the army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were by executive decree. This day came to be known, and that's why we have it as the decree as June 19th. And it was not because that day that, 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 that slavery was supposedly put to an end. It was, no, okay, in 18... Oh, eight. That's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not uh, listen. They continued to bring the slaves in, and they were not going to give up slaves. See, now, the decree that, that, that President Lincoln had gave it, it was, took over, like I say, two years and six months. Uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the 1st, 1865, the true abolition or abolition of uh, slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified on December the 6th, 1865. Now, I want you to understand about this now. Slavery was ratified. But there was a ratification of that with the uh, 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment didn't help uh, do us justice because it said that if a person committed a crime, they could be put back into servitude. Now, now, now what they're saying that you could be put back into servitude, I mean, if you committed a crime, Oh, now, slavery is just over with, right? So, but you could be put back in the servitude. Servitude is slavery. So, in essence, if you committed a crime, if you were walking around off the plantation, they got a law called vagrant. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job, anything, you could be locked up. Now, they just set you free. Any little crime you commit, or any crime they 
said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off to work for free. So it, it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in after the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South, and then the night riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or to try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay, so the most of the people stayed right where they were. They could not read. They didn't know anyone, didn't have anywhere to go. So, so many stayed in the South. Now, I'm going to read this and then, uh, because I think it's important, because they, they asked which state had, had the more slaves in, in 1790. Well, the, the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. They had 292,627. South Carolina had 107,094. Maryland had 103,036. North Carolina had 100,572. They had more in that area where they first started bringing them in than they had in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, or any other place. Uh, for, for the that to say, and also I found out that some of my people, uh, specifically on my dad's side, were were, were uh, were mulattoes, and they were sold from uh, South Carolina to Louisiana. <coughs> so I do have some ancestors, but the most important thing too I want you to get is this: slavery started not slavery, but our history started long before the history of America. Blacks played an important role in the Bible. We played an important role. And you're trying to figure out who you are because we don't know who we are. You are the original human being. When I say the original, I mean that you are truly the original human being. All you have to do is talk to some uh, anthropologists or geneticists and begin to sit down those who are not trying to hide what they've already written. I'll pick up and you'll find out they have already written that you are that person, that life came, started, and originated in Africa from dark-skinned people. People of color from Africa, uh, those are the original human beings. And, and this is proved by their own anthropology, the study of man. We're going to look into it because I want us to understand. And I, I, I can also coincide this too with the Bible. They have... Uh, what you call Australopithecus, uh, and that, and that and that's um, dealing with uh, anthropology, Australopithecus and zoanthropy and things like this. This deal with uh, uh, the study of mankind, anthropology, the origin of man. Now, 
I just had someone to tell ask me a question at the YF we were working out the Bible contradicting itself because the Bible uh the world is defining fossils and every and of uh, individual that's more than six thousand years old. Dinosaurs more than six thousand years old. And but did anyone see what it said six hundred thousand years ago God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible only says in the beginning God created the heavens and earth. Now I know where it comes from. They talk about Methuselah after half of how long he lived and then they count the time of Methuselah. And we don't know how long it was before God started allowing things to start counting. Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of before man starts slowly dying. Okay, uh, they're talking about Lucy being Australopithecus, and they're talking about that in 1974 in Ethiopia, they found a fossil of a procounter of evolution also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time. And the name Lucy became a household name because when Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things, when they stumbled up on, on Lucy, uh, the pelvis bone and some other bones of a female. And when they dated her, she would, would date back to 3.18 million years. Now, this is someone black. And I want you to really put this together. I don't, it, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you're black. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race, they go to Africa. Now, I, I need to put a little period there just for a moment. If you read your Bible, because you're going to say, well, well, what you've been taught is that everything started over in Asia, around way, 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 around Asia, and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden, you've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this says that when God created created the garden where man where he put Adam and Eve was gonna be when he created it, it came from four river here. One river turned to four river here. And the first is the Gion and the second is the Pishon. Well the Gion and the Pishon both are the Nile River. And they said that the now the Gion it, it encompassed the land of Havila, which is Cush, but as Beldona. Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one, what they talk about is the Pishon. And they say about something about it encompassed land of uh, Deja Budi, which is Mali land, which is Somalia. All this is on is is is, is, is Africa on the eastern parts of Africa. Now I I, I I I I I know that the third when he did it when God created in the second chapter of the book of Genesis. I know that the flood not, did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. 
when the flood when the flood occurred about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood. So that was before the deluge was to God. But then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the land masses after the flood. That part it, it ended up having the uh, Gulf of Sazan, they end up with the River Sea and other different lakes that, that divided the land masses. It's even been said, if you want to do some uh, research on it about uh, the Red Sea, they said land bridge. In other words, whether you can see that it was all connected together at one time. So now, now I will, that's what I want you to see. Now, then they go on and they talk about the Hedekia and the and, uh, Euphrates River. Now, it's been said that the Hedekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hedekia being the Tigris River, but I, I beg the difference because they said that the Hedekia ran east and west, but the Hedekia runs parallel with the Tigris River today. And that's north and south. So I don't think that the uh, Hedekia River uh, is, uh, is is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it would run. So I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. Whoever was trying to uh, interpret what it was saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say that keep it in Asia which never in the Garden of Eden because case in print is that in the garden it had every animal and just to say right there in that small vicinity you couldn't have giraffe lions as you know rhinos or hippos cheetahs uh, uh, leopards you name them wolves and all these other animals you could not have them you know, you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And and then with this, you'll find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now, before I move on a little bit, I, I want to tell you about the Abantu River. Now, the Nile River is the Hedekia, not the, excuse me, not the Hedekia, but the Nile River is the Pashon and the Guyon. And the Nile River splits off and one part go around uh, Ethiopia and, and the other one go around uh, Somalia and then it empties out into the Mediterranean. But now that, that, that and, and you can look that up in your Bible. You can look that up with a Bible or a book and it will tell you that uh, during the creation that that's where the garden was located at that those are the rivers they're talking about. You have what you call the Blue Nile and you have what you call the White Nile. But there's also a river that could be the Hedekia River that springs off it because it it does run east and west. It's called a Bantu River. But it, it, it's time that we start researching it because right now they're talking about turning the the country back over a white since we had a black president there saying that uh, we can't teach true history 
because then white kids are going to find out they didn't uh, discover, didn't invent, and that they were savages that committed genocide and other things. So it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done. Thing that they ever did was being a heathen. And the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After when President Obama came in, into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party formed. And the Tea Party, the main thing was we want our country back. And oftentimes, most blacks that I know and did not understand what they were saying, what they were saying that we had mass enough people of color to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean. You had enough Native Americans, people of Hispanics, you know, from, from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin Americans, and a few and some white votes would give, and you didn't have to get a high, high percentage of white. But if you could have got fifteen to twenty percent, twenty percent of white votes and got fifteen percent of of um of uh, Latino vote, take the 15 percentage of them, yet they get their 15 percent of the voters of America. You had you had 40 percent, and then America, then the black is 13 percent. That would give you 50. That would give you about 53 right there, not counting the people from Asia and others. So that would be enough to get you in, and they're afraid that they're going to lose their. Power. And will not rule America anymore. There's also a young, uh, not young lady, but a lady that, that worked in the cabinet of President George, uh, I mean, not George Bush, but President Biden. She made a statement that just, it just, just really touched me that people would make that statement that the people in America, they should have a mandate that America should have no more than two kids and, and it's, it's 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 no secret that the white population and white childbirth has de- decreased african american childbirth is staying the same it's level off being the same but hispanic birth rate is sky high and so they don't want them in the populate because they're going to lose the power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing where if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state. And they red states. That's what's going on. So there's a lot of things that are going on that, that, that we're seeing and things. And so I was telling you about that. But now I want to, I want to go on because since that I was telling you the reason I told you about in Ethiopia, but I wanted to let you know that that was part of the Garden of Eden. Now, you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey. They were, from, they were really Britain uh, paleontologists who, who did discover the first uh, fossil proconsul school. Now, but that proconsul school wasn't a human. It was a stink ape, which is now believed to be uh, the ancestor of the human race, but they, they found uh, the stuff robust, what they call Zanthropus. 
Zendrotropy or Zendrotropy simply means East Africa. They found a skull in the OD guards in Tanzania. In, uh, in, in East Africa. And uh, the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found were an ancestor to an ape. Then they found human remains in the OD Gorge. And while excavating in the OD Gorge, they found different arrowheads that date back over a million. Now, this one could go back to 2.7 million years ago. But that's in Zantropy. And they found these fossils. And they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there. But now listen at this. Listen at this, if you will. And uh, I had I was talking with the city council person of my area, and uh, she had invited me to her office, and we sat down and just had a conversation, and she was picking my head about certain things. And she texted me back because she she didn't take the correct notes. But uh, I told her that everybody came from one lady. And I know that we we in the Bible it talks about Adam and Eve. But now this lady's name is Eve. If we trace back the DNA at the my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part. The, of mitochondria within ourselves, all humans, all humans, excuse me, have a theoretical common ancestor. This woman known as mitochondria Eve, she is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Fell in the past on the mitochondrial DNA as a result. All humans today, listen at me, not Africans, but all humans today, Africans too, but I'm saying every race, I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, I don't care if you're Russian, I don't care if you where you're from, Brazil, America, wherever you're from, we carry her DNA. Now listen at this. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Since 200,000 years ago, everybody carries her DNA. White, black, dead, I don't care, care yellow, whatever color you are. You carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, about three, about 3,300, about 2,000, about 2,300 years ago, uh, they found a man that had died about 2,300 years ago in South Africa. They found his fossils. And what they noticed when they were able to get DNA, that when they got it, their mitochondrial DNA from this man, they found out this guy in Southern Africa is the closest relative yet known 
to the humanity common to the female ancestry, mitochondria Eve. They know that he was he lived in a fishing area where it was fishing, and his genetics there was, was matched Eve's. Now, the place where they found his, his, his remains is called St. Helen Bay in South Africa. By a geologist name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, as we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from sub-Saharan Africa, which really is the cradle of humanity to have had DNA sequenced. Now, that, that, that's something that we need to look at, and then we may be thinking, say, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp, well, why do it look so different? And I, I always love to talk about this. Why do we look so different from the way you, uh, whites look different from blacks? Now, I want you to understand that out of Africa, when, when, when the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving to other areas from that hot African climate and the sun and thing, because have a lot of desert areas, about 70,000 out of Africa started 70,000 years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, small populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia. That's over where we see the Holy Land or, or Babylon and all that, rock and all in those areas that Saudi Arabia. You have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia, before they spread it east to Europe, spread, they say that they spread it east to Europe maybe about 40,000 years ago. And then reaching the America went west to the America. Now, I want you to understand that we're, that the people were black. And and this is what I want you to understand. Now, the, 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 what our, our greatest and the father of... Uh, Genetics, his name is Gregor Mendo, and he talks about inheritance involving the passing on of discrete units of inheritance, talking about genes that come pass on from our parents to us, from one flower to another, from one animal to another. We pass on different genes. That's why you a whole lot of people look like their father, they look like their mother, because the genes are passed on. But now through his study, he found out that even with plants, a dog plant was dominant. A white plant would be a, a recessive. He found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin, white, what, what, what Caucasians are, come from a recessive gene, but Black and brown came from dominant gene. Brown eyes came from a dominant gene. Blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the definition of, of dominant, dominant means superior. Recessive in a lower form. So it's this. You could take two of the blackest people in the Sudan and certain areas of the Sudan is where the darkest people on the planet live. 
and you could take them and they could have a child and their child could come out albino. I mean, their child could look white, come out white. So you could you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. You uh, twice cannot produce a black child. Why? Because that it all started with black. So blacks came in the variations, and they had to go through what you call a mutation. Now. This is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. Mendel's study showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation. That if we independently separate ourselves and just where a certain look of Caucasian people just move independently, separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same recessive genes and the law of, of uh, dominance is that if you have the people uh, with the dominant genes or dominance it, you're going to produce a dominant race segregation means when you separate and that's what happened with the europeans and us uh, separation but i want you to listen at this now how we look different and, and and those of you who are going through COVID now, we have this different strain of COVID. I see I'm running close to run out of time. Time, but we went through the human beings go through what you call a mutation, just like the variants that they have in the different types of COVID. Now, if you look at Webster Dictionary, it defines a mutation that it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant or that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, can be transmitted to different generations. When they went over in Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of lateral hair changed. That was it. And they say is that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA, depletion, insertion, or rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people a deletion of the gene melanin in that individual? That's why we have albinos. Albinos have a, a deletion of, of their gene of, of melanin in their body. The same as Caucasian, but I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being an albino just tells that they are now. Now this is now listen at this closely, and you can look it up for yourself. The mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter a species. How did new variants enter the human species? Through a mutation. They started off black, and they and they end up being different colors. They have them look Chinese, Japanese. All these different things. 
So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady, and her name was mitochondria Eve. I I, I uh, had more more things to talk. Talk about the today. I had to go back over um, about the Civil War, and I had to talk to you pertaining to Emancipation Proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what our ancestors about slavery, about like God, God ordained, God did not. He brought when man work hard. What It's about hard and strong and this is how he would call me hard work. Man was lazy. Why you think that 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 white had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw how hard that work is, you'll know why and you didn't see it like see black whites out there. Because they did just what Satan brought into the world. Satan brought that in here. Tipping Adam and Eve were told Eve and then Adam listened to his wife Eve and they all they went into uh sin and God cursed them and he cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely going to die. He told them that from dust they came and dust that they still returned. See, man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever. But they were created to be herbivores. And we were created, if you read in the second chapter, that they say every plant, every vegetable, every fruit was given man for, for man to eat. But after man sinned and God had to kill an innocent animal, from that point on, man started eating meat. And that's why the older, older, I know the old African-Americans always would tell us, my, my grandparents, my parents would tell us, you don't kill nothing that you're not going to do. Amen. God bless you. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Um, Brother George, we thank you very much for <laughs> coming and sharing. Again, I don't like the the, the title CRT, critical race theory, because mm-hmm. a theory by definition is unproven fact, and a fact <laughs> is something that's the truth. Just like yeah. the historicity, you use the term historicity. Uh, but they don't want uh, the true history told. They want to make the, the not a, a not a big or uh, a little white lie, a big white, purple, blue, yellow lie would have been told to people throughout time. There's never been that savages came to America, they killed people and took their land, raped them, killed them, <laughs> marched them to a, a desolate place where. Crops don't really grow in mountains, mountainous area, and put them on reservations. And then enslave people to build a country for them. 
that's not told. Uh, they rather say Columbus discovered America, and he never came to the mainland America. He never set foot. They call all the little islands out there the Americas, <laughs> but he never came to America or the United States. So that's a lie. <laughs> they were not the first to build certain things. That's a lie. They enjoy everybody else's invention. And, and just that, they enjoyed everybody. The most most uh, popular invention right now is a cell phone. It has computers, everything on it, mm-hmm. and it was invented by a black male. So when you when you think about things, that just is just one I just was throwing up, you know, putting out there to you. You know, the GPS in your car and in your on your phone that directs you if you going if you going to. Uh, Chicago, and you need to go to 11th Street, and you put that address in, and you leave here like I'm in Louisiana, mm-hmm. the GPS will take you directly there. That's a, a black female, mm-hmm. African-American female. Mm-hmm. So the elevator, you can't go to the top of the, uh, the Sears Tower, which is about the tallest building in America, the Sears Tower in Chicago. You couldn't go to the top of that without an elevator. I like to see somebody work on the hundredth floor and walk there every day. Have to walk up to get there. <laughs> so it, it's so many things that's ironic that that we we we've taken care of. Could you would you imagine what uh, New York would look like without a red light? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eight million people <laughs> traveling down the street without a red light. Can you imagine that? Or a light bulb that 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 would go out and <laughs> go with, with flash on and go out and go out and turn off because it wouldn't stay on till the filament was made. Or when the, the, the when would you plant your crops without Latimer? We're talking about the almanac, mm-hmm. how the tides come in at a, in the morning and recede at a certain time, and about it travel by by the mo 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 how the the motion of the moon. The tribe, and this was all. This was come by some of the people hadn't graduated school and educated themselves. We truly are great people. Amen. But as I told my grandson today, it hurts me to see what this generation is doing with their lives, with this rap and killing each other, and uh, you know, just not trying to get trade off. Education. It befuddles me to to uh, to even try to think and try to rationalize what's going on. Now we are we supposed to be trying to move forward, and they they they're taking us backwards. You know, yes. once it was the clans, now now it, 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 we killing ourselves, and at not not at a low rate, at an alarming rate. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, like again, I I, I live right here in, in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we we was a city the size of Chicago. I, I mean, you tell my three million, right at close to three million, what three million people. 
in our parish, we don't we don't have uh, quite we're not quite uh, in the East Veterinary Parish is four hundred and sixty two thousand. Would you imagine how many people would die if we had a year? Hmm. We we hmm. we we make Chicago look like a boy scout. It's sad for cities this size to be have that 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 many deaths. New Orleans too. New Orleans population is not as high. Orleans Parish is not as high as the population in East Baton Rouge Parish. There are more people that live here, but Orleans Parish will do the same thing. A dwarf large city for this the murder rate. And it's sad that this is what we're doing. And that's just not in Louisiana, but that's all over America. And there's our kids killing one another. And it hurts me. And it really, really hurts me. And I have to speak out against it. Is there anyone else out there that would like to ask a question or like to share? If you have something you'd like to share with us tonight, please, please share with us. Or just another question, that's fine. But if you want to share something, please share. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Kemp, uh, I was saying, you know, when you were saying about researching and studying, uh, a lot of times you hear them talk about uh, they quick to jump on the Black Wall Street and what happened to it. But uh, what needs to be done, somebody needs to tell them to go on and uh, to create a Black Wall Street and begin to uh, uh, simulate and practice those uh, habits and characteristics and traits and skills so that they could create another Black Wall Street. There are enough uh, uh, of us out here, but th- th- we have a generation now that really looks, seems as though they're, you know, they're not willing to step forward and work toward creating another Black Wall Street. There's enough money out here for us to do something like that, but they don't, want to, they don't seem like they're interested in doing that. We have enough that we, uh, the amount of money that African Americans spend, I can't say exactly what it is, but some of these smaller countries, we have enough more than uh, so many countries in, 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 in on this globe right now. I mean, countries, just the African American, what we spend, our, our, what we add to the economy, we could have a big, a nice sized country. So it would be easy to do it, but it just like when you when you when united with stand divided with fall, uh, you have the haves and the have nots, and we've always had uh, we always had a distance apart because whites have always uh, when whites give some people a, a little break and they get a little change, then they wanna they 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 become like they're white and they they help practice systemic racism and then. There are others with the crowd mentality when you start moving forward. They're your own people sometimes or tear you down. So we have to get past a lot of hurdles, and we would have to grow because ignorance is bliss. We have, And we don't like to say it. We have a lot of ignorant black people that, mm. I mean, they're not training their children right. They're not doing it, and they're not pushing education. Uh, they get high with their children. They think getting high is what it's about. 
and it's about making money. It's about being doctors and chemists and engineers so we could have our own doctors. We could build our own businesses, and we could refine our own different things. We we need people that's going to, in agriculture, we need people that are dealing with agrarian society where we where we, we, we could grow our own, own things. And I think uh, Elijah Muhammad and some others had a good thing about that, about having an agrarian society where we grow our own crops. But uh, it's a lot of things, but it, we have to learn to multitask. Um, too often, um, when we talk about things, we deal with things that just a microcosm, just a small bit of the stuff that we need to uh, be successful. And if if I don't come up with the idea, I don't want it to go through because you're not doing what I want. And that's why we can't go for Whenever you get a good leader, you always have somebody that's going to try to push forward further. Um, so I've always hated it. Me, I don't mind. If I have found a real good leader, if I can find me another leader like, like Martin Luther King, I'll follow him. That man, I love what he did, and I love what he stood for. And he died knowing that if he kept doing what he's doing, he was going to die. But he did it for all of us. But it seems though we forget it, and we go back into that same old thing, nothing but drug addicts and alcoholics, lay around, don't want work. Okay, you don't work, you don't eat. You don't work, you can't own anything. So if you don't work to put together Wall Street, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. Amen. Any other question we need that, that, that we have out there or somebody, something that need to be shared tonight? Are there any more questions or anything? Iron sharpens iron. The only dumb question is one not asked. Amen. Amen. Well, it seems as though there's no more questions. We don't have any more questions or any. No one want to share with us tonight, but uh, I thanks for tuning into our presentation, and I pray that I, something was said that that opened our eyes more to exactly what's going on in the world today and to give us more knowledge of ourselves. When I say ourselves, I'm talking about African-American people our history because it started before slavery way before the 1600s it started thousands and thousands of years and that's what we would that's what we have to 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 to, to, to deal with is what occurred then and this is this is, is what we're living with right now and we need to know about ourselves we uh, people that were brought over from West Africa, we didn't know anything, our history, we lost our language, our names, our culture. When you take a person's culture and name away from them and language away from them, you start them off as a zero. And then when you take away from it, their ability to learn to read, then you take something else away. So once you start taking all these things away, you have nothing. And uh, that's what I want to say. And I want to say this, too. In slavery time, they said that the slaves show on television like the slave was dumb. They had to beat them because they didn't know what to do. Well, I submit to you, if, if I can't speak your language, I will seem to be 
Um, although I could be the greatest architect, but if I don't know you what you're talking about about being an architect or the language that I need to use about being an architect, then um, <laughs> uh, to build a building, just simple thing is building a house. If I, I didn't know what they're talking about, castle, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the term house. I think you're talking about a castle, what, what we're doing, but it's a house. Um, <laughs> it goes to if show it was French and somebody wanted to tell me about, I could get information from a library and somebody say, I'll be bibliotech. That's French. The library, I, I wouldn't understand. And, 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 and our people didn't understand the language. And it made them seem like they were dumb. But as soon as they knew that whites needed a house built, they were able to build a house. They, 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 they built a White House. They, they built Washington. And they were able to even draw the prints up. So uh, it was, it, nothing have ever been too hard for us. We have survived more than a holocaust. Cause we went through last the 300. Well, you could say it's still going on, uh, going on even with some other parts of it today. So we'll survive some things, and so we just have to keep reaching out and surviving, because like I say, Holocaust five or six years at the most. But we just it's, it's like a perpetual thing with 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 African American uh, suffering. It's systemic now. It's built in the fabrics of America, and they're trying to add to it with the rules and things that uh, I used to call him orange orangutan, but our our our, our former president Donald Trump, um, mm-hmm. with the things that he's trying to put in order to, uh, the, you know, uh, gerrymandering and the voting right, trying to dilute the voting strength and things like that. So. It's so much that we're, that we're up against today, George Floyd Act, about the police paying for what they do when they're wrong. Because the police, sometimes, they, they, we do draw down on them. Mm-hmm. It's it proof that some of them are being killed. So, um, you know, if you're wrong, you pay for your, your wrongdoing. But you, you don't kill a person that had their hands up innocent, and you don't have to beat them like animals either. If, you, if they did something wrong, arrest them and let them do their time. And don't just over-sentence them. Cause it, it, it's, it's systemic racism. The judicial system uh, sentences black to more time than they sentence whites to. Black go to prison for more simple things than Caucasians or, or other races. So until they, they, they stop that, we, can, we can't go forward, and America is not a Christian country. Amen? Amen. 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 I hear somebody out there. Sound like I hear my friend out there. Yeah, I just been quiet tonight, Reverend Kemp. <laughs> I mean, you do you do such a you do such a heck of a job. You know, I want to make sure that I'm paying attention. And what we have to do, also, all the listeners have to do, is that we have to jot down the names of some of these books that you be talking about because it's our responsibility also to read the books. We just can't, we just can't let you do all of that. We have to do it too. So thanks again, Reverend Kim. Well, I just want to say, I appreciate you tuning in 
And those who know, I'm not going to call his name, but this is my one of my great teachers and one of my fellow brothers that 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 very knowledgeable. And uh, I really appreciate him. And God bless you, and I'm glad you tuned in to tonight. When I heard your voice, I, <laughs> I knew you, you that was your voice. I caught your voice. But God yes, bless sir. you. And, uh, well, I'm going to continue to do my research. And as Brother George would say, I love to do research and study. And people, you may not believe this, most of the information I gave you came from white scholars, but they're never going to teach you the truth. They, they'll know the truth and never let it be out. That's why uh, it's got this, what this thing talking about, uh, what you call them, a disequilibrium. Um, they're talking about uh, how uh, blacks have more series uh, you know, in their DNA, they count more series. And so uh, that makes you be more intelligent than all the other races. All, all, all the other races have six, what is six series? But right. African Americans, I mean uh, West Africa, have nine series. That means that you're more intelligent than them. That's why you're you're able to do so much. And they would not publish it. It's called Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. And uh, it's fifteen white scientists wrote it. They were going to do a book, but they. They stopped and wouldn't do a book because what what came out and everyone could buy it, so they copyrighted it and didn't put it in a book form because it came out saying that people from West Africa was was like three oh, over three times well oh, or three above the natural uh, uh, regular right. human three above. And then when you look at all the things that we have invented, just African-Americans, not in Africa, because Africa have, have, have given us more than African-Americans have given to the United States. India haven't contributed a lot. China, too. But Europe have contributed. Europe have, and, Europe, and the Europeans know that they have contributed a very, very little. But they arrived everywhere and and pillaged and took things and, and things. They have added some things onto it, but they go and get other scientists from China, Japan, and other places to do their bid for them. All, if you think I'm kidding, all you have to do is find out about this young black lady that formulated the thing for uh, COVID. Open heart surgery, brain surgery. This wasn't dead in Europe. This wasn't dead in Greek, in Greece. Although they try to give Herodias and, and Aristotle's this that Aristotle and Herodias tell you they they got that knowledge from 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 I mean Egypt, Black Egypt. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things, that they, and they write about it. They know it, but we don't pick up anything to learn and to move ourselves forward. Know our people. <laughs> All we want is a picnic. Buy a barbecue, fry some chicken or some fish, and drink some beer and, and get drunk, or smoke some weed. That's all. All so many of us that that that's lagging us behind. And we got to go out and vote. It's sad that we will not vote. If you have people gerrymandering, redrawing district lines, 
And then you have people uh, uh, trying to uh, dilute the voting strength. We got to get our numbers, but we're here there. We are getting in a group, and them white people doing this, they're doing that. Well, you ain't voting. I don't even hear your voice. You're not doing anything to change anything. Why are you talking if you're not going to try to change it? My was my little one vote ain't gonna count. Yes, it do. I don't see people win by just a very few votes. So uh, you know, it, it, it's something that we need to do. We really, really need to fight for that vote. Now we need to have vans picking people up, taking them to the voting poll. Don't you know they said that one without Texas or Florida said that if old people standing up, you don't supposed to bring chairs. You don't supposed to bring them nothing either, give them water. What kind of mess is that? That <laughs> they were bring old blacks out to vote and they were trying to keep them from doing, telling them where they, I, I, baby, I can't stand in that line all that time. And that's what they were doing. And it, it's a shame that somebody would even do something like us, say something like that. But this is the mm-hmm. kind of thing that they pass in different cities and states. And I mean, it's 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 horrible. Amen. Amen. I know. I um I get a list started and and I it things that mm-hmm. I started just start popping up in my head, and I, I start talking. So, but uh, God has been good, and have, I think we've we had a great night. I say we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, very sir. Much. Yeah, there's, I know some others that's tuned in, but I, I will remind those who are tuned in when we get in certain areas when you tell me you're tuned in, I always have a question to ask. The only dumb question is one not asked. So just ask your questions, and I'll try to do my best to answer it. If not, I'll tell you I researched that before I come back and answer you with the incorrect answer. I, tell you I need to do some research on it. And once I do my some thorough research, it may take me a week or a little more to thoroughly research it and get the reading and get to pulling things up um, from both perspectives, not just from Caucasian, but I have to get it from other perspectives too. Uh, because uh, the, when you deal with the Eurocentric law, it, it, it's, it's meant to smother African-Americans and African. Because they Reverend they Kemp. want to make you be yes. Can I add something, Reverend Kemp? Oh yes. Um, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> is somewhat disheartening <clears throat> is that we have thousands of books that have been written from the very day that we were allowed to start educating ourselves and educating our children, you know, after the Civil War, when when they couldn't kill us for having a book. From that day until today, there are black authors, men and women, who have done excellent, excellent work. And it is upon us, Reverend Kemp, those of us who can read, who can write, to educate ourselves so that we can tell our children and our grandchildren. The BS has got to stop. You know, it's about right us. 
All right, it's about man. us rising up and freeing ourselves. This this BS that we got to wait on somebody, that don't make no sense. We have no, it don't. thousands of books that have been written by African-American people, men and women, that are worth reading. And I really wish that we would start doing that. Thank you so very much for letting me cut in. I'm sorry. No, you're not sorry. I appreciate it because it's the truth. They have so much knowledge that's being shared out here by African-American authors right now who have done their research and been reading and researching and can tell you so many different different uh, things that we need to know and that we could pass on our children and grandchildren. Uh, we gonna if not we're gonna just raise a, a large generation of kids, and this is something that we have to practice trying to teach our children what not to be and what not to do. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Is there anyone else? Uh, hello. If there, if there's not anyone else, uh, do you have something you'd like to say? Uh, Just want to say God bless everyone. Uh, God bless everyone for being here tonight, uh, Dr. Kemp. As usual, uh, we we love you, sir. Thank you for everything that you bring uh, to the show and, and bringing this knowledge and wisdom that God has instilled inside of you. So thank you for uh, uh, blessing us and feeding our spirit with that knowledge that you have, sir. So God bless you and everyone out there. God bless you and thank you. Uh, um, tune in and support us. Breaking Change, YAT Radio. Back to you, sir. <laughs> Amen. Breaking Change. Amen. That's a beautiful name. Breaking Change. Breaking the Amen. Chains of Bondage. You Do you know that before I, just, I, I, I pray us out and I, I dismiss us tonight, you cannot enslave an educated intellectual person. See, the Apostle Paul was in a Roman prison and in prison many times, but they were, they were able to put bars on him, but they were not able to deal with his intellectual ability and his ability to write the Bible. Uh, you know, Colossians and many other, uh, you know, books in the Bible was written from prison. Uh, and so that's what we that's what we have to understand. Uh, so I want to thank each and every one for tuning in. I want to let you know also I don't care if you're black, white, rich, poor. I love everybody, and there's nothing that you could ever do about it. And I want to say that when I say things, it's not meant to hurt the people of a different race. But it's time that you stop lying to yourself and start just teaching the truth. You should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Time that that we we free ourselves by by knowledge. Knowledge is something that that you can't take away from a person. You might can take my freedom, but you can't take my knowledge that I have in my head, my wisdom. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to be this radio station and as we uh, get ready to leave Break and Change History Talk with um, Dr. Kemp, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for things that were said and done. 
We thank you for those who are listening tonight. And, and although it wasn't anything shared, many didn't share um, mm-hmm. the different uh, things that we share, had to talk about tonight. But, Lord, we just thank you and we pray, Lord, that as Reverend William continue to put together different ministries, that people would show more interest in learning about themselves. We've learned so much through false history teaching from first through 12th grade and even some in college. Um, It's time that we learn about ourselves and that we could build ourselves up and not have low self-esteem. I found out that, Lord, that most African-Americans suffer with low self-esteem, even those who who are graduating from colleges and they think we are below other people. And we, we have this thing that I want to be like other people instead of being ourselves. Now, Lord, as we leave this station, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Savior Jesus Christ, with the love of God, sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest rule in the Bible with us henceforth and forevermore. Amen. 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 Good night. God bless. We're family, yeah, you and me, we'll make it through it all, no matter what the cost, we're family, yeah, you and me, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves, oh, My people, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being shot and hearted. Why you hating me? I'm just trying to be. Yeah. I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. But you hurting me. Why work for peace? Why work for peace? I am from Zion. I am a king. And you're a queen. We'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost. We're family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain and rain and all the suffering by ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. My, My people, people, I love you. you. I love you. Oh, oh. Why we hurting? Why we hurting? Not yet loving. Not yet loving. Not willing Why to love the world. Oh. Can you feel the grace? Can you feel the Breathe another day. Breathe another day. Rubble by ourselves. Ooh.
people, I love you. My people, I love you. I love you, my people. I love you, my people. I feel you, baby. I feel you, baby, oh, we're all family, oh, yeah, you and me, we'll make through the pain and rain and all the suffering while I say, oh, come to love, oh, come to be, oh, come to love, come to love, come to love, come to love, We thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. 